Section four of Old Mother West Wind. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Laurie Ann Walden. Old Mother West Wind by Thornton W. Burgess. Chapter nine. Peter Rabbit plays a joke. One morning, when big, round Mr. Sun was climbing up in the sky, and Old Mother West Wind had sent all her merry little breezes to play in the green meadows, Johnny Chuck started out for a walk. First he sat up very straight, and looked and looked all around to see if Reddy Fox was anywhere about, for you know Reddy Fox liked to tease Johnny Chuck. But Reddy Fox was nowhere to be seen, so Johnny Chuck trotted down the lone little path to the wood. Mr. Sun was shining as brightly as ever he could, and Johnny Chuck, who was very, very fat, grew very, very warm. By and by he sat down on the end of a log under a big tree to rest. Thump! Something hit Johnny Chuck right on the top of his round little head. It made Johnny Chuck jump. "'Hello, Johnny Chuck,' said a voice that seemed to come right out of the sky. Johnny Chuck tipped his head way, way back and looked up. He was just in time to see Happy Jack Squirrel drop a nut. Down it came and hit Johnny Chuck right on the tip of his funny black little nose. "'Oh!' said Johnny Chuck, and tumbled right over back off the log. But Johnny Chuck was so round and so fat and so roly-poly that it didn't hurt him a bit. "'Ha, ha, ha!' laughed Happy Jack up in the tree. "'Ha, ha, ha!' laughed Johnny Chuck, picking himself up. Then they both laughed together. It was such a good joke." "'What are you laughing at?' asked a voice, so close to Johnny Chuck that he rolled over three times, he was so surprised. It was Peter Rabbit. "'What are you doing in my wood?' asked Peter Rabbit. "'I'm taking a walk,' said Johnny Chuck. "'Good,' said Peter Rabbit. "'I'll come along, too.' So Johnny Chuck and Peter Rabbit set out along the lone little path through the wood. Peter Rabbit hopped along with great big jumps, for Peter's legs are long and meant for jumping.' But Johnny Chuck couldn't keep up, though he tried very hard, for Johnny's legs are short. Pretty soon Peter Rabbit came back, walking very softly. He whispered in Johnny Chuck's ear. "'I've found something,' said Peter Rabbit. "'What is it?' asked Johnny Chuck. "'I'll show you,' said Peter Rabbit. "'But you must be very, very still, and not make the least little bit of noise.' Johnny Chuck promised to be very, very still, for he wanted very much to see what Peter Rabbit had found. Peter Rabbit tiptoed down the lone little path through the wood, his funny long ears pointing right up to the sky. And behind him tiptoed Johnny Chuck, wondering and wondering what it could be that Peter Rabbit had found. Pretty soon they came to a nice, mossy, green log right across the lone little path. Peter Rabbit stopped and sat up very straight. He looked this way and looked that way. Johnny Chuck stopped, too, and he sat up very straight, and looked this way, and looked that way, but all he could see was the mossy green log across the lone little path. "'What is it, Peter Rabbit?' whispered Johnny Chuck. "'You can't see it yet,' whispered Peter Rabbit, "'for first we have to jump over that mossy green log. Now I'll jump first, and then you jump just the way I do, and then you'll see what it is I've found.' said Peter Rabbit. So Peter Rabbit jumped first, and because his legs are long and meant for jumping, he jumped way, way over the mossy green log. Then he turned around and sat up to see Johnny Chuck jump over the mossy green log, too. 
Johnny Chuck tried to jump very high and very far, just as he had seen Peter Rabbit jump, but Johnny Chuck's legs are very short and not meant for jumping. Besides, Johnny Chuck was very, very fat. So, though he tried very hard indeed to jump just like Peter Rabbit, he stubbed his toes on the top of the mossy green log, and over he tumbled, head first, and landed with a great big thump right on Reddy Fox, who was lying fast asleep on the other side of the mossy green log. Peter Rabbit laughed and laughed until he had to hold his sides. My, how frightened Johnny Chuck was when he saw what he had done. Before he could get on his feet, he had rolled right over behind a little bush, and there he lay, very, very still. Reddy Fox awoke with a grunt when Johnny Chuck fell on him so hard, and the first thing he saw was Peter Rabbit laughing so that he had to hold his sides. Reddy Fox didn't stop to look around. He thought that Peter Rabbit had jumped on him. Up jumped Reddy Fox, and away ran Peter Rabbit. Away went Reddy Fox after Peter Rabbit. Peter dodged behind the trees, and jumped over the bushes, and ran this way, and ran that way, just as hard as ever he could, for Peter Rabbit was very much afraid of Reddy Fox. And Reddy Fox followed Peter Rabbit behind the trees, and over the bushes, this way and that way, but he couldn't catch Peter Rabbit. Pretty soon Peter Rabbit came to the house of Jimmy Skunk. He knew that Jimmy Skunk was over in the pasture, so he popped right in, and then he was safe for the door of Jimmy Skunk's house was too small for Reddy Fox to squeeze in. Reddy Fox sat down and waited, but Peter Rabbit didn't come out. By and by, Reddy Fox gave it up and trotted off home where old Mother Fox was waiting for him. All this time Johnny Chuck had sat very still, watching Reddy Fox try to catch Peter Rabbit. And when he saw Peter Rabbit pop into the house of Jimmy Skunk and Reddy Fox trot away home, Johnny Chuck stood up, and brushed his little coat very clean, and then he trotted back up the lone little path through the wood to his own dear little path through the green meadows, where the merry little breezes of old Mother West Wind were still playing, till he was safe in his own snug little house once more. Chapter 10. How Sammy Jay Was Found Out Sammy Jay was very busy, very busy indeed. When anyone happened that way, Sammy Jay pretended to be doing nothing at all, for Sammy Jay thought himself a very fine gentleman. He was very proud of his handsome blue coat with white trimmings and his high cap, and he would sit on a fence post and make fun of Johnny Chuck working at a new door for his snug little home in the green meadows, and of Striped Chipmunk storing up heaps of corn and nuts for the winter, for most of the time Sammy Jay was an idle fellow. And when Sammy Jay was busy, he was pretty sure to be doing something that he ought not to do, for idle people almost always get into mischief. Sammy Jay was in mischief now, and that is why he pretended to be doing nothing when he thought anyone was looking. Old Mother Westwind had come down from her home behind the Purple Hills very early that morning. Indeed, jolly, round, red Mr. Sun had hardly gotten out of bed when she crossed the green meadows on her way to help the big ships across the ocean. Old Mother Westwind's eyes were sharp, and she saw Sammy Jay before Sammy Jay saw her. Now what can Sammy Jay be so busy about, and why is he so very, very quiet? thought Old Mother West Wind. He must be up to some mischief. So when she opened her big bag and turned out all her merry little breezes to play on the green meadows, she sent one of them to see what Sammy Jay was doing in the old chestnut tree. 
the merry little breeze danced along over the treetops, just as if he hadn't a thought in the world but to wake up all the little leaves and set them to dancing, too. And Sammy Jay, watching Old Mother West Wind and the other merry little breezes, didn't see this merry little breeze at all. Pretty soon it danced back to Old Mother West Wind and whispered in her ear, "'Sammy Jay is stealing the nuts Happy Jack Squirrel had hidden in the hollow of the old chestnut tree.' and is hiding them for himself in the tumble-down nest that Blacky the Crow built in the great pine last year. "'Aha!' said Old Mother West Wind. Then she went on across the green meadows. "'Good morning, Old Mother West Wind,' said Sammy Jay, as she passed the fence-post where he was sitting. "'Good morning, Sammy Jay,' said Old Mother West Wind. "'What brings you out so early in the morning?' "'I'm out for my health, Old Mother West Wind.' said Sammy Jay politely. The doctor has ordered me to take a bath in the dew at sunrise every morning. Old Mother West Wind said nothing, but went on her way across the green meadows to blow the ships across the ocean. When she had passed, Sammy Jay hurried to take the last of Happy Jack's nuts to the old nest in the great pine. Poor Happy Jack! Soon he came dancing along with another nut to put in the hollow of the old chestnut tree. When he peeped in and saw that all his big store of nuts had disappeared, he couldn't believe his own eyes. He put in one paw and felt all around, but not a nut could he feel. Then he climbed in, and sure enough the hollow was empty. Poor Happy Jack! There were tears in his eyes when he crept out again. He looked all around, but no one was to be seen but handsome Sammy Jay, very busy brushing his beautiful blue coat. "'Good morning, Sammy Jay. Have you seen anyone pass this way?' asked Happy Jack. "'Someone has stolen a store of nuts from the hollow in the old chestnut tree.' Sammy Jay pretended to feel very badly indeed, and in his sweetest voice, for his voice was very sweet in those days, he offered to help Happy Jack try to catch the thief who had stolen the store of nuts from the hollow in the old chestnut tree. Together they went down across the green meadows, asking everyone whom they met if they had seen the thief who had stolen Happy Jack's store of nuts from the hollow in the old chestnut tree. All the merry little breezes joined in the search, and soon everyone who lived in the green meadows, or in the wood, knew that someone had stolen all of Happy Jack Squirrel's store of nuts from the hollow in the old chestnut tree. And because everyone liked Happy Jack, everyone felt very sorry indeed for him. The next morning all the merry little breezes of Old Mother West Wind were turned out of the big bag into the green meadows, very early indeed, for they had a lot of errands to do. All over the green meadows they hurried, all through the wood, up and down the laughing brook, and all around the smiling pool, inviting everybody to meet at the great pine on the hill at nine o'clock to form a committee of the whole, to try to find the thief who stole Happy Jack's nuts from the hollow in the old chestnut tree. And because everyone liked Happy Jack, everyone went to the great pine on the hill. Reddy Fox, Bobby Coon, Jimmy Skunk, Striped Chipmunk, who is Happy Jack's cousin, you know, Billy Mink, Little Joe Otter, Jerry Muskrat, Hooty the Owl, who was almost too sleepy to keep his eyes open, Blacky the Crow, Johnny Chuck, Peter Rabbit, even old Grandfather Frog. Of course, Sammy Jay was there, looking his handsomest. When they had all gathered around the great pine, Old Mother West Wind pointed to the old nest way up in the top of it. "'Is that your nest?' she asked Blacky the Crow. "'It was, but I gave it to my cousin Sammy Jay,' 
said Blacky the Crow. "'Is that your nest, and may I have a stick out of it?' asked Old Mother West Wind of Sammy Jay. "'It is,' said Sammy Jay, with his politest bow, "'and you are welcome to a stick out of it.' To himself he thought, "'She will only take one from the top, and that won't matter.' Old Mother West Wind suddenly puffed out her cheeks and blew so hard that she blew a big stick right out of the bottom of the old nest. Down it fell, bumpity-bump, on the branches of the great pine. After it fell, what do you think? Why, hickory-nuts and chestnuts and acorns and hazelnuts, such a lot of them. Why, why, cried Happy Jack, there are all my stolen nuts. Everybody turned to look at Sammy Jay, but he was flying off through the wood as fast as he could go. Stop, thief, cried Old Mother West Wind. Stop, thief! cried all the Merry Little Breezes, and Johnny Chuck, and Billy Mink, and all the rest. But Sammy Jay didn't stop. Then all began to pick up the nuts that had fallen from the old nest where Sammy Jay had hidden them. By and by, with Happy Jack leading the way, they all marched back to the old chestnut tree, and there Happy Jack stored all the nuts away in his snug little hollow once more. And ever since that day, Sammy Jay, whenever he tries to call, just screams, Thief! 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 Chapter 11 Jerry Muskrat's Party All the merry little breezes of Old Mother West Wind were hurrying over the green meadows. Some flew this way, and some ran that way, and some danced the other way. You see, Jerry Muskrat had asked them to carry his invitations to a party at the big rock in the Smiling Pool. Of course, everyone said that they would be delighted to go to Jerry Muskrat's party. Round Mr. Sun shone his very brightest. The sky was at its bluest, and the little birds had promised to be there to sing for Jerry Muskrat. So, of course, all the little folks in the green meadows and in the wood wanted to go. There were Johnny Chuck and Reddy Fox and Jimmy Skunk and Bobby Coon and Happy Jack Squirrel and Striped Chipmunk and Billy Mink and Little Joe Otter and Grandfather Frog and Old Mr. Toad and Mr. Blacksnake, all going to Jerry Muskrat's party. When they reached the Smiling Pool, they found Jerry Muskrat all ready. His brothers and his sister, his aunts and his uncles and his cousins were all there. Such a merry, merry time as there was in the Smiling Pool. How the water did splash! Billy Mink and Little Joe Otter and Grandfather Frog jumped right in as soon as they got there. They played tag in the water and hid behind the big rock. They turned somersaults down the slippery slide, and they had such a good time. But Reddy Fox and Peter Rabbit and Bobby Coon and Johnny Chuck and Jimmy Skunk and Happy Jack and Striped Chipmunk couldn't swim, so of course they couldn't play tag in the water or hide-and-seek or go down the slippery slide. All they could do was sit around to look on and wish that they knew how to swim, too. So, of course, they didn't have a good time. Soon they began to wish that they hadn't come to Jerry Muskrat's party. When he found that they were not having a good time, poor Jerry Muskrat felt very badly indeed. You see, he lives in the water so much that he had quite forgotten that there was anyone who couldn't swim, or he never, never would have invited all the little meadow folks who live on dry land. "'Let's go home,' said Peter Rabbit to Johnny Chuck. "'We can have more fun up on the hill,' said Jimmy Skunk. Just then Little Joe Otter came pushing a great big log across the Smiling Pool. "'Here's a ship, Bobby Coon. You get on one end, and I'll give you a sail across the Smiling Pool.' shouted Little Joe Otter. 
so Bobby Coon crawled out on the big log and held on very tight, while little Joe Otter swam behind and pushed the big log. Across the smiling pool they went, and back again. Bobby Coon had such a good ride that he wanted to go again, but Jimmy Skunk wanted a ride. So Bobby Coon hopped off of the big log, and Jimmy Skunk hopped on, and away he went across the smiling pool with little Joe Otter pushing behind. Then Jerry Muskrat found another log, and gave Peter Rabbit a ride. Jerry Muskrat's brothers and sisters, and aunts and uncles and cousins, found logs and took Reddy Fox and Johnny Chuck, and even Mr. Toad, back and forth across the smiling pool. Happy Jack Squirrel sat up very straight on the end of his log, and spread his great bushy tail for a sail. All the little breezes blew and blew, and Happy Jack Squirrel sailed round and round the smiling pool. Sometimes someone would fall off into the water and get wet, but Jerry Muskrat or Billy Mink always pulled them out again, and no one cared the tiniest bit for a wetting. In the bushes around the smiling pool the little birds sang and sang. Reddy Fox barked his loudest. Happy Jack Squirrel chattered and churred. All the muskrats squealed and squeaked, for Jerry Muskrat's party was such fun. By and by, when Mr. Sun went down behind the purple hills to his home, and old Mother West Wind, with all her merry little breezes, went after him, and the little stars came out to twinkle and twinkle, the smiling pool lay all quiet and still, but smiling and smiling to think what a good time everyone had had at Jerry Muskrat's party. End of section 4